Hey everybody, Kevin Grossman here, president of Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards. Our 2023 Candidate Experience Benchmark Research Program will again open in January of next year. And on January 25th, we'll again launch Candy Experience Day 2023, where you can share positive candidate experience stories online. To learn more, go to thetalentboard.org. Now, enjoy the podcast. When turnover happens, oftentimes people are coming in and maybe replacing what previous employee has been doing. And without technology, we go back to this manual process. Where does all that previous data and information go? Where we're talking campus specifically, where does all the previous information on their key contacts in the universities, the events that have attended in the past, you know, that all might be living on disparate or separate systems. So without technology like yellow, it's very hard for somebody who's coming in and replacing or taking the lead. You're listening to the Candy Shop Talk podcast brought to you by Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards Benchmark Research and hosted by Kevin W. Grossman. Talent Board is the first nonprofit research organization focused on elevating and promoting a quality candidate experience. The Candy Shop Talk podcast welcomes Mitch Munzel, Director of Strategic Enterprise Sales at Yellow, a talent acquisition software and recruitment CRM used by Fortune 500 companies to attract and nurture top talent from hello to hire, and a proud Candy sponsor. Listen in on how improving candidate experience impacts recruiting and the business bottom line. Mitch, thank you so much for joining me on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. You are the Director of Strategic Enterprise Sales at Yellow. So before we dive into the rest of the show, please tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do today. Of course, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me on today. Really appreciate it. So as you mentioned, yes, Director of Strategic Enterprise Sales. I've been with the business for a little over seven years now, have held a variety of different roles within sales and new business development, primarily today, focusing on really two main areas, helping new potential partners understand their current challenges and scope of what they're looking to accomplish in terms of their early talent recruitment needs and realizing the solutions through Yellow. And then from there, also serve as the account director, helping manage those overall relationships, primarily working with with our larger strategic enterprise clients, the Fortune 500 multinational organizations today. So before Yellow, where did you come from? Yeah, I was at another HR tech company, a small relocation management software company called Urbanbound. I graduated from Indiana. Uh, are you familiar with Urbanbound? Yeah, I am familiar with Urbanbound, yeah. Yeah, so I worked with Jeff Elman and Michael Krasman very closely there uh, during my time, right out of college. Was a, you know, a fresh college graduate, came on and worked for them for a couple of years as they were starting the business and then was targeted and reached out to by Yellow and found the opportunity extremely interesting. And here we are seven years later, still here. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, let's let's talk about a little bit more about kind of big picture yellow. And I know that the focus primarily to date has been university recruiting and diversity recruiting. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I, I would say that's our primary focus and core competencies today. Well, t- tell us a little bit more about what that means. What is kind of the big, well, first of all, let me take a step back. What are some of the challenges that you're helping companies overcome as it relates to diversity recruiting and early recruiting and how is yellow playing a role in that solving those challenges let's let's start there yeah that's a great point for campus recruiters or early talent recruiters They've had a challenging few years, right? From having to pivot to virtual first sourcing strategies practically overnight when the pandemic happened in 2020, many internships and hiring plans were disrupted, if not outright canceled, you know? And then social unrest brought in the importance of DNI to the forefront of the national conversation. Although, I mean, let's be real, it should have been 
like that for a long time prior. Uh, and many employers reacted by committing to DNI initiatives and hiring and, and beyond that. So since the beginning of the pandemic, we've seen a dramatic turnover in corporate campus recruiting staff. You know, we've done some data and we've done some surveys and our data indicates that as many as 60%, Kevin, of campus recruiters have turned over in the past 18 months. So you asked the question, on what challenges we address. Frankly, Yellow partners with employers to help them be great at early talent recruitment, whether that's focusing on you know campus events or you know targeted DNI sourcing. So we've helped hundreds of employers reduce their time to hire, source diverse early career candidates, build their employer brand, and centralize all of their early talent recruiting efforts in one holistic solution. So it's everything from event management to talent sourcing to candidate relationships, workflow automation. Yellow is really that only tool out there that helps companies manage their entire early talent recruiting process all in one holistic place. Did you say 67% turnover? 60%, sorry. 60, well, still that's still high though. I mean, 60%, I mean, that's interesting that you say that, right? Because that presents its own unique set of challenges for you working with those customers. I mean, again, being a solid, you know, sourcing partner for them and how the, the platform helps them at the end of the day to identify those individuals from, again, early talent, from and diversity recruiting and sourcing, that makes a big difference. But the churn alone, not just just what the number that you said, the churn period in HR and TA, there's been so many folks, unfortunately, that are burnout, fried, stressed out. The whole thing we keep talking about of people, you know, leaving in droves at their organizations has included that group of individuals, as well as, of course, the, unfortunately, the tech layoffs too, that we're starting to see happening now too. And a big part of that is on the recruiting side, but that presents its own unique set of challenges too, doesn't it? In regards to um, ensuring utilization and adoption. I know I just completely segued on you, but that's the way I roll my friend on this podcast. But don't you think, I mean, how do you mitigate that? Because, I mean, you touched on it a little bit, but what else do you do, you do to ensure that the solidified partnership? Yeah. And, and I guess it's a great point. You know, when turnover happens, oftentimes people are coming in and maybe replacing what previous employee has been doing. And without technology, and we go back to this manual process, where does all that previous data and information go? Where we're talking campus specifically, where does all the previous information on their key contacts in the universities, the events that have attended in the past, you know, that all might be living on disparate or separate systems. So without technology like yellow, it's very hard for somebody who's coming in and replacing or taking the lead um, of a campus program when turnover happens to pick up where that organization or that previous, you know, employee left off because they don't have the data readily available for them, where they're then scrapping and trying to find all these different pieces of information. Oftentimes it's in Excel, it's in SharePoints and diff different folders or files, maybe still on their desktop, on their old computers. So a lot of that information gets lost in the process. So our technology allows all that information and details around all things early talent from the universities you partner with, from the events that you're going to, from the diversity organizations you're with, from the candidate flow and the candidate population that you've acquired, you know, from these respective events or from your targeted DNI sourcing through our sourcing arm way up, which we'll talk a little bit more about, I'm sure, later on today, all that's captured directly within our system. So there's no need to have to go and start from scratch. Oftentimes we hear it, you know, when that turnover happens, we usually get a call from that, that previous employee. They're at a new company. They want to bring yellow on right away because they're so ingrained and used to leveraging it had so much success that they want to bring it to the next organization that they go to. That's always important. I mean, we experience the same thing with companies that participate in our annual benchmark research program. And then 
you know, go move on to another job and they're like, oh, I want to get this company to now measure their candidate experience and do that. I mean, of course, that that's always important for getting that kind of cascading referral business too. virtual recruiting and hiring events aren't new since we've had the worldwide interwebs and being online, especially in the past maybe 10 plus years. But obviously the pandemic changed everything so that in-person university recruiting events were curbed for a while. And hence the whole point of you talking about the impact that we saw uh, out there. Now we're kind of back to a certain degree. We're back to like this hybrid level and you still have virtual recruiting events. Now you have, you know, in-person campus recruiting somewhat is happening again, just like any events in our space that we're doing too, that you and I both attend as well. So what is different now and how are you differentiating and how you're helping companies that are, you know, managing a, a hybrid model when it comes to university recruiting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And we see, to your point, a lot of companies adopting that hybrid model. I think it's having a healthy mix of virtual and in-person. I think from a candidate perspective and what we've seen a lot and even goes to show when I was just at the Society of Hispanic Professionals and Engineering Conference, the SHIP Conference out in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago, 10,000 candidates were at this event ready to meet with employers in person. But I think you need to be cognizant and aware of, you know, some candidates may not want to, some employers may not want to be on campus and that's okay. Uh, so having that hybrid approach of being able to offer virtual solutions, be able to still communicate and engage with you from a virtual or digital perspective, in addition to what you might be doing on campus is just equally as important now as it was. And I think in terms of how we differentiate and how we've pivoted our solutions over the last several years is you know, primarily Yellow was an in-person solution back for many, many years. When the pandemic happened, it brought light to, you know, our client partners needing to adopt a virtual recruiting solution in addition to what they were doing on campus. We already had the virtual solutions through our video interviewing technology, but we adopt that into making it more, you know, virtual video conferencing. We then take the next step of saying, okay, companies aren't able to go on campus. They're not able to meet with candidates face-to-face. How do we provide a marketplace for them to digitally source candidates across the board, across all universities, not even just universities that they typically targeted from their core schools. So we made the acquisition and merged with WayUp, which is uh, the leader in diversity sourcing for early in career, a database of 7 million diverse and inclusive candidates that now provides our client partners the ability to source digitally from a campus agnostic platform from students across 73 different hundred colleges and universities nationwide, committing to their DNI goals because of the, uh, the population candidates on that database today, in addition to what they might be doing from virtual events and in-person events as they continue to get back in person um, you know, from this fall and leading into the 2023 season. And I know, you know, Kevin, you talk to companies all the time and there's so many great companies out there and we respect every vendor, what every vendor does in our space. And at the end of the day, we're all here for the same reason, right? At least we hope we're helping make the lives of recruiters easier and we're helping candidates get hired. That said, you know, Yellow, as I mentioned earlier, is really the only solution that is built especially for all things early talent. It has industry-leading functionality designed for campus recruiters. So many of our competitors, I guess you would say, specialize in a single area of the recruiting process, but lack the tools that really handle the early talent recruiting from start to finish and have, when if they do, they have superficial early talent capabilities that don't really suit organizations with large, robust campus recruiting programs. Um, So in addition to everything that we're doing from the virtual recruiting, the digital sourcing, the in-person recruiting, we also have other solutions that can help employers in other aspects from consolidation, such as the interview scheduling, video interviewing, as I mentioned, referrals, evaluations, and more. But really, again, focusing our solutions as best in class from around the targeted DNI sourcing and the early talent recruiting. Mitch, this year, 
has been another difficult hiring year for many employers, right? I mean, the market's still been fairly, really strong. Yes, there's been an increase in layoffs at the end of this year, but hiring is, is still strong across many markets. Unemployment's still low. We, we don't exactly know what's coming next, but it's we've never been in this place before, right, economically. It's it's quite, it's quite, a, quite a bizarre market. But I know of all the employers that um, we work with in our candy community and have had you know many different conversations with them uh, over the past few years, this has been a tough hiring market for them. And so what are some of the things that you've seen with your customers that they've hit this year that they didn't hit before, even during the first year of COVID? And, and you know, do you have an example that you can share of, of what they're doing to, to overcome that that's specific to this year? Yeah, and I think it's really on how they're building rapport with candidates and continues to engage with candidates, right? I think in the past, you know, you're getting large influxes of applicants and from the market perspective, employers really having a lot of opportunities to target as many candidates or applicants as possible. Um, so I think focusing on the candidate experience and giving the employers the opportunity to engage and build rapport with the candidates is really where we're seeing organizations differentiating themselves. But with that, there's needs to be some level of automation that helps accelerate that and helps accelerate them through the hiring process. So although there are are certain areas where you know hiring is still picking up it's still a very competitive process because people are looking for work right so the goal with our technology is to really help accelerate the hiring process and simplify the candidate experience uh, whether you are at events through you know contacts contactless event check-in, uh, whether it's real-time evaluations or it's even automating this piece of the scheduling process. You know, in a more highly competitive market, the speed to which you're able to get candidates in the door, whether it's in person or virtual, move them through your hiring workflows is incredibly important, but still making sure that you're having that level of engagement and that human interaction as they are progressing through that step because you may not be in person. You may not be able to get them to their your office, you know, for an in-person interview. So how do you continue that constant engagement and interaction with your potential, you know, applicants or candidates without with doing it completely virtual, right? So our goal is to continue to have that rapport by leveraging the technology to have all this information captured digitally, to be able to have easy branded communications that go out to them. And even as they're progressing through the hiring workflows, making sure you're able to get to these candidates in a timely fashion. Um, I know from before Yellow Solution was developed many years ago, it was very paper-based process. And a lot of companies, even if you're going to events still, are using paper. And it's again that shuffled into a you know, a filing cabinet essentially, and the resumes get locked away and they never hear from them again. Our goal is to, no matter if you are a top qualified candidate today, or maybe someone who'd be considered for the future, that you're getting communications from your top employers to stay top of mind, to make sure these employers are well known. Um, so our employers are able to engage with these candidates through the hiring process, through communications, whether it's through email, it's through text, as we've seen a lot of companies adopting now, SMS texting campaigns. And then additionally, through WayUp, our other solution, uh, our targeted DNI solution, Kevin, we're able to help match candidates to job opportunities that are fitting their skills and qualifications. So I think it's very much along the continuous engagement, building rapport with the candidates and making sure you're differentiating yourselves in a market that is still primarily virtual in terms of progressing candidates through your hiring workflows, although you still might be meeting them, you know, in person at an event or two throughout the calendar year. Well, you said a couple of things that definitely hit home for us at Talent Board because of the benchmark research that we do on candidate experience. Timeliness is always a critical differentiator and engagement throughout the process. Even if it's in a virtual setting, there's only one thing 
that job candidates want at the end of the day, and that's to get hired. And most won't for any given job. That's the reality of recruiting and hiring, right? And so the, the second thing or the things that drive a higher perception of fairness and more positive sentiment is, are they getting communicated with? Are they being engaged? Are they, you know, in a timely fashion? Do they know what's coming? What's next? Is their expectation setting? And the people process and the technology that organizations use in their recruiting and hiring, they control the dials for those things, right? This is kind of another thing that I've been talking a lot about in the past couple of years. They control the dials of how candidates are communicate with what frequency. And candidates definitely would prefer to be in, you know, talk to humans in person, but that's not always necessarily the case, especially the past three years with virtualizing. But they do want to be communicated with no matter what and engaged no matter what. So you definitely touched on things uh, of how yellow has is can help improve the candidate experience because that's that's definitely pretty pretty critical what about the recruiting and sourcing teams you know a little bit more quality time with candidates how is yellow and of course leveraging the way up system too that's now part of yellow especially on the diversity hiring how how are you helping them do that like what are some of the you know key metrics that they're getting from their measures of success right of utilizing yellow and way up that are like this is why we have this solution is there any example you can share there yeah i'll take that in, in two parts here and i think the first thing i heard was about you know how are we helping i always mitch i always like to ask questions in like eight parts so you're you're looking out today so no i appreciate it uh well to, to your first point kevin um you know investing the time back into the candidates. Obviously, we talked about just a couple of minutes ago, making sure that uh, we have that in constant engagement and building that rapport. And this is a big thing. And, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, our data shows that 60% of campus recruiters have turned over in the past 18 months. And, and why is that happening? Oftentimes, it's too much manual administrative work, and it's not enough time focusing on building that relationship with the candidates. So our goal here, one of our many goals, as I keep talking about goals, is one of our many goals is helping the recruiters automate that manual work so they can spend more time on what's most important, engaging with candidates directly and building those relationships. So as an extension of the recruiting team, Yellow is helping save recruiters time by whether it's reducing the virtual burden of sourcing through way up, uh, it's eliminating the paper resumes and all that work after events are over to take those resumes, add them into an Excel file, scan them in, send them off to you know hiring managers. That takes hours, if not days, depending on how big of an event it is. And that's just wasted time where you're, those recruiters could be spending talking to candidates, following up with them, scheduling them for interviews, all that manual data entry, recruiters get burned out and they wanna go to a, another you know, organization that might have technology to make it more efficient for them or bring on technology like yellow to make it more efficient for their process. So that's where we often see the most time being spent is all this manual data work that quite frankly, shouldn't have to be done in the year 2022 leading into 2023 with all this technology and all these solutions and tools in place. But not only on like the data entry piece, but what we're seeing a lot of companies having struggle with still is the interview scheduling process and all the time in the calendar Jenga that you play looking at five different calendars, trying to piecemeal which hiring manager and which recruiter can be available for this day. What time do we have to do? That takes hours on end just to get a candidate scheduled for an interview. And like, you got to think, 
highly competitive marketplace, people are looking for jobs. People are not going to wait around for somebody to schedule an interview if somebody else is progressing through and already got that you know schedule and you're already in the door. So I think that's where we're seeing some struggle with organizations and recruiters is that they need to spend that more time with the candidates, but it's too much manual work that is still going on in disconnected systems that just takes up too much time wasted you know in their day-to-day activity. Agreed. No, absolutely. It's just there is so much breadth of technology today that exists in our market that definitely helps companies improve their recruiting and hiring. And, you know, without the expense of extracting the human element, but making sure that there's actually more time to inject the human element in the process, which is is really, really important, especially for for candidates, um, whether they're, you know, diversity candidates being sourced or, you know, university, you know, grads being sourced for for companies um, at, at at the end of the day, that the technology is definitely helping today. But there is the issue where there's the complexity of the tech stack and the lack of the ability to share data between systems and you know the data that's in the ATS may not align with the data that you know maybe is in the CRM or they're pulling from each other and so talk about your kind of integration methodology too right with other because there's going to be other systems that yellow is going to be a part of that in that tech stack so how well does that data flow back and forth from yellow to other systems we're really very much integration agnostic we've integrated with over over 17 active ATSs today. Uh, most commonly, an ATS integration is what our client partners tend to uh, begin with. That, and as well as like an address book SSO integration to help with you know ease of signing on, not having to worry about another username or password. But from an integration perspective, it's fully configurable, right? So if you're leveraging our event solution, you probably want to see within you know your applicant tracking system any candidate that was sourced from Yellow tracking to their requisition, so you can understand the number of candidates you met from events who were ultimately hired. So you can see that data directly within your ATS, or you can see that directly within Yellow through you know a two-way integration or bilateral integration where you're taking that information, the candidates who are ultimately applying into the ATS based off the certain requisitions, those feed back into the yellow system. So you can look at your dashboards from an event by event perspective, how many candidates that we ultimately get hired, how many are even in the interview scheduling process and really helps provide more data and insights into the value. I think a lot of times within HR technology solutions, it's hard to quantify the ROI behind that. With event-based recruiting and interview scheduling, it's very easy to see hard data and understand where you're seeing that success or where you're not seeing success, whether it's from certain universities or events that you're partaking in or how candidates are moving through certain workflow areas within your interview scheduling process. It's data at your fingertips. And I think having data at this point in 2022 is crucial for recruiting success. And if recruiters are operating without good data, they're quite frankly at a disadvantage when it comes to measuring that ROI, as I was just saying, uh, and understanding how to improve their candidate experience, right? So within our solution, I'll go back to Yellow, we have analytics dashboards, as I was just mentioning, and reports that we give employers the data to gauge that ex- success or unsuccess from event ROI and interview scheduling. So for example, our event data can give insight into how many candidates that a company met at any given time from an event and the quality of those candidates. So you can see how were they evaluated? What was the evaluation that led to the application? That application led to this interview process. Where were they dropped off in the interview process? So you can see that directly within the yellow system. Even if we focus on the way up solution from a DNI perspective, because everything is self-identified by the candidates, it's fully EEOC and OFCCP compliant data. So through the solution, if a candidate applied from way up to one of your roles, you can even start to see where candidates are dropping off 
in the interview process from diversity demographics. So you could take a look at, are our job descriptions causing bias? Are we seeing candidates click into our job descriptions and then not actually applying based off our job descriptions? Are we doing assessments and are we seeing drop off from, you know, certain, you know, diversity demographics based off of an assessment that's being completed by, you know, our applicants. So not only are we giving you the data from the event side, but as you are progressing candidates through your workflows, seeing where that potential drop off is and allowing you to go back in and revisit that because the data is readily available at your fingertips. It is really important to have have all that data, but do, do you, I mean, do you really, are you able to pinpoint that the reason they didn't convert, for example, was had to do with bias or is that something that you measure or is it with, they just self-selected out for a potential number of reasons? It, you know, it could be a number of reasons, but again, you don't know otherwise, right? So if you're able to be within, you know, a, a candidate who applied through way up, for example, um, to one of your roles, as they are moving through, if you're seeing a huge drop off, let's say it was 11% and after an assessment, it dropped down to 4%. Like, why is that happening? Like, let's take a look at that assessment and maybe understand, is it our assessment or is it just the quality of candidates? You never know, right? But it allows you to maybe have some more insight as opposed to something you wouldn't really be able to see otherwise. You know what I mean? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. So listen, Mitch, as we wind down on this podcast, you've, you've shared some really great insights about Yellow and, and also Way Up, which is part of Yellow now too, on both the early talent hiring as well as diversity sourcing and hiring and, and, and how you differentiate. But tell us something top secret that's coming. I promise I won't tell anybody. I promise. But what what's coming down the line? Is there something you're excited about that you're going to be either uh, updating or releasing in 2023? What's going on in uh, next next year? Yeah, I'll take your word on you won't say anything to anyone. I won't, I won't say a word. I promise. Yeah. The lovely people who are listening to our to our podcast today. But I've been talking about it a little bit, and I think over the last few years we've seen a lot of exciting adoption of our interview scheduling functionality. In addition to the core competencies of event management, candidate communication, and DNI sourcing. Recently. We released two improvements for event-based scheduling. Um, so think about event-based scheduling for on-campus career fairs, super days, large-scale hiring events, um, those type of block scheduling where you're scheduling in large volumes of candidates, right? So we releasing, recently released two new improvements for that. Users can now coordinate multiple interview slots for a single candidate where the candidate receives a single Teams link for each interviewer. Uh, and they will also receive a unique Teams link for their assigned time slot to minimize the confusion of several links floating around for that same interview. So that's one. The second improvement is a new integration with Microsoft Outlook and Teams that automatically syncs the user's Outlook calendars with Teams. So this lets interviewers receive a single calendar invite that includes candidate resumes in addition to the Teams link for virtual interviews. So we're super excited about those recent releases or upcoming releases for our interview scheduling integrations so that recruiters can conduct virtual interviews through Zoom and Microsoft Teams within the Yellow scheduling platform. There's additional things that we do in terms of scheduling, more complex style scheduling, you're doing panel sequential style. So those are the recent releases uh, or upcoming releases for our event-based interview scheduling solution. So that's one area. Kevin, another area that we're focusing on, obviously, as I talked about, uh, Way Up and Yellow becoming one company last year. We spent a lot of time this past year working on the integration between Yellow and Way Up. Of course, obviously, when acquisitions or mergers take place, it takes a little bit of time to get those to fully sync up to, uh, together. So as our product and engineering teams have been working through uh, the product integration, our goals are to give our customers ultimate event flexibility and make it easier for employers to expand their recruiting reach and find qualified, diverse candidates on their own teams and really on their own terms as well. Oh, great. So some in internal sourcing then. Yes. 
That's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's definitely been something that's been talked about. I and mean, that's been something that's been so underutilized with organizations. They just don't do a very good job at mining their own employees, for that matter. Internal mobility has been something that is only, I think, more recently been getting more focused by organizations to differentiate that experience and to be able to, I mean, you know, because retention is definitely top of mind considering people, how many people have been leaving companies. That's exciting to hear. You got some really good things that are going to be happening next year. That's great. That's great to know. The last thing, Mitch, that I like to ask, besides all the great talk and shop that we've been doing about talent acquisition, recruiting, hiring, candidate experience, your platforms, et cetera, is that we're always working all the time. Work, 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 work. But what else does Mitch like to do besides work? Well, working obviously is uh, priority number one in terms of uh, making that uh, we can we can live a a life that we please. Um, but in terms of that, you know, I uh, I'm a huge traveler. Uh, I try to travel as much and as often as I can. Fortunately, Yellow has provided me the flexibility to work remotely um, and be able to really work from anywhere. You have to make sure you get your work done, but being able to travel and see the world as something that's always been a huge passion of mine. Uh, I'm also a big time golfer. So when I do travel, I get tend to bring my golf clubs with me to play some golf on the weekends. Um, it's become my favorite hobby. I think I was always uh, interested in it, but pe- the, the pandemic really brought to light the need to get outside. And I thought, what better way to uh, get outside than, you know, go play four or five hours on a golf course. So that is my uh, my favorite hobby to do now that I can't really play basketball too much anymore after a couple of knee surgeries. So traveling, golfing, uh, and I'm a big cook. I like to cook. Uh, my girlfriend and I do a lot of cooking together as a fun hobby and activity to do with one another. Um, so it's something that we've taken a lot more to, especially now it's getting a little cold in Chicago where I'm based out of, uh, where you can't outside and going to dinner as much anymore. That's great to hear. My, my wife and I, my wife especially, has been cooking up a storm. And we the past year, year and a half is when we started getting into, well, she started getting into certain different food shows, but not the competitive food shows, fo- f- shows that have like, you know, b- cultural background information, different parts of the world. Ugly Delicious is the one that comes to mind with David Chang. And it's really been fascinating to watch. I never thought that, I mean, I love eating food, but I've never been a, a foodie, but now we're both just really experimenting with cooking and trying to eat better food and uh it's fun it's a lot of fun and and we like to travel too of course and our oldest our oldest daughter now is starting to cook so that's always that's always a blessing so she can fix dinner at some point you know it's great but i I will say i I was not allowed to cook during thanksgiving that's usually left to my mom my older brother they're the the (laughs) well that's that's a whole different pecking order thing right when it comes to family and 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 who does what at the end of the day so i hear you on that for sure it's a great taste tester i mean you know i was I was sitting around. That's an the important job, minutes. Mitch. That's a very important job, right? Yeah. If I could recommend any uh, cooking show for you, I'm not sure if you've seen uh, Chef's Table on Netflix. I think you know, thinking about. No, I shows. don't. You know what? I'll have to tell my wife. I don't think so. There's been a whole bunch of ones that we've been checking out, and you know, and also things about sustainable farming, and and I mean, but I'll have to check that out. Chef's Table. I don't think we've seen that. So yeah, it's a, it's a long, uh, long series, multiple seasons, and they they go to different parts of the world, and they you know pick out you know certain chefs who are doing really amazing things at certain restaurants, bringing unique varieties to food and, and you know, really bringing in the culture of that respective areas as well. So it's super, super, super cool um, series that's on Netflix. Awesome. We will definitely check that out. Well, Mitch, thank you so much again for being on the Candy Shop Talk podcast. And I look forward to seeing you in person in the coming year. Thanks so much, Kevin. Appreciate the time today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Candy Shop Talk podcast. 
For more information about Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards and Benchmark Research, visit www.thetalentboard.org.